Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located on the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us to continue to bring the message of Jesus Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Good morning, Fellowship Church. Guys, we are so excited that you're here to worship with us this morning. Who is here to just, who needs a little touch, a little extra touch from Jesus this morning? If you will raise your hands with me, let's just talk to him. Jesus, you are the reason that we are here. God, we, we understand that you loved us first. And so we want to love on you back. We want to press into your presence. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place right now. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on.
what? Cancer's gonna fall. Depression's gonna fall. Fear's gonna fall. In the name of Jesus, amen? Come on, sing this. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, sing. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every
the same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in you and me. That same power that rose Christ from the dead lives in you and me. That's resurrecting power. So if you have death in your life, it's because God is not done. If you have something that is dry in your life, it's because God is not done. So right now in the powerful name of Jesus, we say break the chain of depression. We say break the chain of cancer. We say break the chain of suffering and we lose that resurrecting power that rose Christ from the dead in our lives right now in the powerful name of Jesus. God, there is some bold praise, some bold worship in this room. God, there is some hurt and there is some pain and we are saying break every chain. Lord, we thank you that those chains are broken, that when you rose from the grave, you told the grave to shut up. You told it to be quiet because life abounds in you, Jesus. We love you. And we are so grateful that chains are broken, chains are being broken, and that you will continue to break those things that chain us to the ground. Death has been defeated. Where is your sting, death? Not here. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're thankful that death has been defeated, give him a shout of praise. All right. Church, we love you so much. Show yourself friendly as you make your way to your seats. We want to welcome everybody who's joining us online as well. Thank you for being here. We hope that you'll consider joining us in person here again. We miss you. We want you to come back and spend some time with us. Get in this room. Get get your praise on. Your cat is tired of hearing you sing. Yeah, well, good morning and welcome to all of you here in the building as well as online. We want to say thank you for joining us here this Sunday. Wasn't worship good this morning? Woo! So good. We are so grateful to be here in person enjoying live worship as well as online. But we, again, I want to extend that invitation to you if you're online. Please come back and join us. We, we miss you. We want to say hi and, and hug your neck, see how you're doing. If you would consider yourself to be a guest or a visitor here with us, we'd want to encourage you to please stop by our information center out in the lobby and grab yourself a free um, specialty drink from our coffee shop. Um, that's just a way for us to say thank you for being here and thank you for joining us. And if you wouldn't mind filling out a guest visitor contact form. It's, we're not going to do anything weird with your information, like sign you up for a bunch of emails like Will does to me all the time. But uh, we're, we just want to say thank you. Um, thanks for joining us. And we want to get to know you a little bit better. So please, if you're a guest or a visitor, stop by the info center out in the main auditorium. So now we're going to continue to worship um, God with the giving of tithes and offerings. And we're going to have all the options of how to give up on the side screen, whether that's text giving, online on the church center app, in person with a check, um, or through the mail as well. Um, we just want to say thank you for giving. But last night, we, uh, my family and I, we rode our bikes from our house downtown to Rockslide to have dinner. And we're, we're which was a whole other story for another time. It was fun, but it was kind of a disaster. But anyways, <laughs> we're, we're sitting over dinner and, and we're talking, and I, and I bought this new hat yesterday, and it, it's just a silly hat, but my daughter was like, Dad, where'd you get that? And I was like, well, I, I bought it at this fundraiser. And she was like, what does that mean? And I was like, okay. You know, and you know when you have a seven-year-old and they just have a billion questions about everything? Now, that's my daughter right now. And so she's like, well, what is a fundraiser? I was like, well, it's, it's a thing where you like, buy goods so that all the money that goes to that fundraiser goes to a person in need. And she's like, well, why did you feel like you needed to buy a hat to do that? And I was like, well, I didn't feel like I needed to buy the hat to do it. It just was a cool hat and you know, I was able to give back. She's like, well, shouldn't we just give to give? I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. We should just give to give. And she was like, so if we give, we get stuff in return 
because that was the exchange that happened, right? Like I paid money and got a hat. I was like, well, sometimes, but, but when we're talking about giving as a concept, we, we give to give. And she was like, okay, so it's almost like we get so that we can give. We get to give is the exact words that she said. And I was like, that's a really great point. That's a really great point. We get to give, right? It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's a form of worship to give to God. And, and, and obviously the tithe, I'm, I'm talking about over and above that. I, we all should be tithing. That's what the Bible says. But, but giving beyond that is a privilege, right? It's another form of worship to God to continue giving beyond that. So I just want to encourage you with that this morning. My seven-year-old blew my mind last night with the concept of we get to give. Did I need the hat? No but we still give, right? We give no matter what. And we have a culture of giving here at Fellowship Church. This is the most generous group of people I've ever been around. And I like to say that we try to outgive God here. Obviously that's never gonna happen, but some of you give him a run for his money, right? So we love you, we thank you. If you could use a financial blessing, go ahead and put your hand up in the air. I'd like to pray for you this morning as we uh, move on. God, we just, we love you so much and we thank you that we get to give. God, I thank you that you've blessed us so that we can bless others. And Lord, I pray that um, you would just release in everybody in this room's life, everybody online who can hear my voice, God, that you would release in their lives the blessing and the finances and whatever it is that they need right now, whether it's a, a broken car needs fixed or that window is broken and they need that fixed as well. Or maybe you just need a check for 1200 bucks. God, I pray that you would just release what it is that anybody in this room needs right now. God, we thank you and we love you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, well, check out what's happening here at Fellowship Church in this short video. Baptisms will be taking place Sunday, August 8th in between the 9 and the 11 o'clock services. If you've never been baptized before or maybe you just want to rededicate your life to Jesus, this is the perfect opportunity to do so where you can publicly declare your faith. If you're interested, you can sign up in the Church Center app. Spiritual Warfare 1.0 will be beginning on August 24th, that's a Tuesday, and it's a six-week course. If you are interested in signing up, the workbook is only $18, and Pastor Tim is going to be over in the west end of the lobby to answer any questions. This is an incredible, life-changing course that we highly recommend, and you can sign up on the Church Center app. If you are a life group leader or you're interested in becoming one, we are doing a life group leader night, which is a training and an opportunity to exchange some resources and just grow in community together. That's gonna take place on August 26th. That's a Thursday from six to 8 p.m. Childcare will be provided as well as dinner. If you're interested, you can sign up in the Church Center app. It has been so incredible to be back in person here in the Worship Center every single Sunday. Check out this testimony to see how it's impacted their life. For me, coming back was a little bit harder than I had anticipated just because I had found myself in a rut and I found it, I, I enjoyed having a Sunday with my family on my couch with my coffee and in my comfy clothes. One day I had already watched the nine o'clock service online and the Holy Spirit just said, get up and go. And I did. And I walked through the door and the greeters and I just felt relief. I felt. I, I realized I had been disconnected for the last however long it was, and I felt love, I felt fellowship, I felt the Holy Spirit from top to bottom, and then worship happened, and it just, it felt so good, and I just strongly encourage people to come and get back in that fight. Get back with the Holy Spirit, get back with your friends, get back with your fellowship, get back in the game, and get out of the rut that we've all been in, and be a little bit normal. We have coffee, we have couches, we have it all, so come on back.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoy the rest of today's service. Well, good morning, church family. You look really good today. I uh, can't see you at home, but I'll tell you, you look good uh, online as well. Um, uh, that's just pandering. That's all that is. But uh, I'm excited about today. I want to revisit a passage that I've focused on and taught on before. But I, I was thinking about this um, this last week, and I really feel like it's timely for right now. And it's something, sometimes I just need to revisit different passages and different teachings and stuff like that to help encourage myself because I need it. I gotta, I believe if I can't preach to myself and it's not helping me, then I shouldn't be preaching to anyone else. So, uh, I was preaching this to myself and I, uh, I believe that it's something that we should look at again. So I'm going to look here at a story found in second Kings chapter six. And, um, it's really just a story about some ordinary work and some ordinary life because there's a man of God by the name of Elisha and he has many prophets that work for him and serve him and uh, they just had something simple to do. They needed to build a bigger place uh, for them to meet. And verse one says this, one day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan where there are plenty of logs and there we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, Go ahead. Well, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said, and he went down with them. The, and when they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. So you've got these men, they've got a plan. What we're going to do is we're going to go work and build a, a, a new building, a meeting place for us to build. But they took it beyond just the thought of what they were going to do. They then got into the labor, the ordinary work, the, the, the physical work that went into them building a place. They, they started cutting down trees. And verse 5 says, but one of them was cutting a tree and his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall? The man of God asked. And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. What an interesting miracle. Verse seven, grab it, Elisha said. And that man reached out and grabbed it. I wonder if you'd help me preach today and turn to your neighbor and tell them the title of my message. The title of my message is Don't Lose Your Edge. Don't lose your edge. Don't lose your edge. Would, would you pray with me? Because I believe that God wants to speak to us today and I believe that uh, there's hope and encouragement in the word of God and he wants to change some lives today, but we've gotta be expectant for what he wants to do. So let's talk to him together. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now and we ask that you would speak to us today. It's in your precious son Jesus' name that we meet and, and we uh, we pray that for each and every one of us as individuals, you would help us, God, get our edge back, that you'd help us regain what we've lost over time. God, that, that there would be encouragement in this, that we would see you, Jesus, in your word, see you more clearly and understand your love for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, I think over the years, one of the things that I finally had to realize as a preacher 
is that I need to stick within my gift set, okay? Uh, because for two decades, I tried to do uh, around the house projects, you know, like home re improvement projects and stuff. And I finally realized I'm better at talking than I am at actually doing these things. So uh, I've started hiring people because what the tendency was for me many different times is I would have a little project like uh, there, there's, there's a leaky pipe or, 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 or there's like a little sheetrock that needs to be fixed or something like that. And I think, you know what, this will take me 10 minutes. I can get this fixed. This is no big problem. And every time, Every time, what ends up happening is I'm walking through the house with the tools I've got, and I'm watching on YouTube how you're supposed to fix this, and somewhere along the way, I put the tools down, and, and I, I get to where I'm going to go, and I get ready, and I get the like drywall patch out or whatever, and I'm ready to go, and then I realize I don't have my tools, and because I was paying attention to YouTube, um, I'm, I'm walking around, I'm spending like an hour looking for a tool that I can't find that I just had in my hand a little bit ago, and then I end up driving to Home Depot and buying this same tool because I couldn't find the one that I just left in my house somewhere just to get home and while I'm holding that tool find the other tool and it's like I, I get so frustrated it's like because when you need a tool and you don't have it it can be frustrating but it, it can also be terrifying in a day-to-day -day basis because this man he lost an axe head it's like it was kind of a big deal right like so what like you you lost the tool you needed but but really there was a lot of levels to the fact that this man lost an ax head because the Bible says that it was borrowed. He, he didn't own it on his own. So he would owe someone a great amount of money. And, and then he had a task to do, but he didn't have what he needed to do that task. And I think that's what I want to talk to you about on a deeper level today is that I'm not talking about just losing a tool, losing a piece of equipment, but I'm talking about the tools we need for an everyday basis. I mean, that's why we come to church, right? We're, we're building a tool set and we're, we're, we're getting the encouragement we need and we're learning how to, uh, to get into God's word and to find scriptures that will encourage us and, and help us throughout the week because it, it's not that we just need um, tools for a Sunday, you know, like, like the right verses to say and the right Christian cliches to say and, and to look right on a Sunday. But we need tools that'll get us from Monday through Saturday. Because some of us, we, we got to deal with some issues throughout the week. We got to deal with some people throughout the week. We got to deal with some teenagers, hello, throughout the week. In dealing with these different things, it's like, I need the tools of patience. I need joy. I need, I need some, some wisdom, right? I need these things. And it's like, it can be so frustrating when you had something and you're like, I, I lost it. I, I don't know how to get it back again. And that's what this man was, was so scared of. He's like, I, I, I don't know how to get it back because it was borrowed. And see, I think that there are many of you here today that that you've lost your edge, and your edge can represent many different things. It can represent your passion, your eagerness. It can represent your hope. You had it at one time. You were working, and you had hope, and you had joy, and you had excitement, and you had self-discipline. You had these things, and somewhere along the way in the just everyday life, the Monday through Saturday life, you lost it. And now the scary thing like this man is, is you're going, whoa, I, I don't know how to get it back again. 
And I think that's one of the things we can read into when it says, hey, sir, it was a borrowed ax. Because some of you are here today and you're here on borrowed faith. You're, you're here in... And you don't believe what God says about you anymore, but, but you recognize that there are other people that believe that about you. So you're here on the borrowed faith that my parents think I can make it, so I'm gonna keep trying. Or my, my, my friend said, you know what, maybe God could heal me here and get me out of this problem or heal me from this affliction or this addiction. And it's like, maybe God can do it because they, they believe it and you're, you're living on someone else's borrowed faith. But the problem about borrowed faith, and you know what, so many of us, we go through seasons where you do have to live on borrowed faith. That's, man, that's why we need other believers around us because when you start doubting, you need some people around you that can encourage you and help you through those seasons. You don't wanna be in the wrong crowd in a time when you start doubting for sure. And it, it, but, but the problem is when it's like when you lose your faith and it wasn't yours to begin with, it was borrowed, how do you get it back? I don't know how to get it back. See, I've, I've lost an ax head before, but it was real easy to go get it back because it just fell in the bushes. But, but what about when it, you were at the source of it? What if it goes into a place and it sinks and you get to a place where you can't recover it on your own? See, he goes, oh, sir, it was a borrowed ax. And when, who, when he's talking here, he's talking to Elisha. Now, Elisha was the man of God, and this is an Old Testament story. So all Old Testament stories point to the fact that the Messiah is coming, that, that Jesus is coming. So when it, when it points out the fact that this man went to the man of God, this is a picture that's showing us that, that we need to go to the man God, that we need to go to Jesus, that we need to go to God. And I wonder, have you asked God, have you told him that you've lost it? that you've lost your edge. I know you told your aunt, right? You, you told people on Facebook, you told other people, but have, have you told him? You told your counselor, you told your pastors, but, but have you told Jesus? Jesus, I've lost it. I, I had joy at one point and I lost it. I had peace and now I'm just full of anxiety. I had. I had patience and now I get frustrated at the drop of the hat. I had, I had these things that I needed. I had an eagerness and a willingness to get out of bed and God, I just feel like I don't have it anymore. I've lost it. And he brings it to God. He brings it to the man of God and says, you gotta help me. I've, I've lost what I need. I've lost my edge and, and it was borrowed. And see, the problem with what most of us deal with in our lives and why we don't bring it to God is we know too much. We know too much, right? Because what a lot of us know in this room is that ax heads don't float, right? We know things. We know like when, when, mar when your marriage struggles and intimacy falls out of your marriage, you're not gonna get it back. We know things that like when you lose your joy, you're not gonna get it back. When you lose your passion, you're not gonna get it back. When, when a relationship fails, you're not gonna get it back. We know these things, so what we tend to do is like, we see the ax head fall into the water and as it sinks, we're like, well, nothing I can do about that. And we walk on and we get distracted and we think maybe I can find something else to fill that place. Maybe I can find some other tool. It's like, man, I, I lost my passion, so I'm gonna find another spouse. I lost my fire, so I'm gonna find another church. 
I lost my faith, so I'm going to go find a self-help book or something. You know, it's like we, we know too much. So instead of going to God and being like, Jesus, would you help me recover what I've lost? It's, I've got a part of me that's sinking. It, 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 what we do instead is like, we, I guess I'll just find a new one. I'll just find something else to fill that place. But I'm here to tell you today that there might be some area of your life that you feel like you lost or is sinking that God wants to help you recover. Because Elisha didn't just stand back and go, ah, too bad for you. That's a bummer, right? No, he, he, he said this, and this is so powerful. He, he said, basically, take me to the place where you lost it. He said this, he said, where did it fall? When you lost your edge, take me to that place where you lost your passion. Take me to that place where you lost your intimacy. Take me to the place where you lost your hope and lost your trust. Because so many of us, what we tend to do is like, we, we tend to want to just keep things on a surface, surface level. But the Bible says that this man brought Elisha to the actual place where it sank. And, and, and some of us trying to keep things on a surface level, we try to talk to God. And we do talk to him, it's like, well, it's like, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy anymore. Would you just fix the fact that I'm not happy anymore? We look for some sort of fix that's going to like make me temporarily happy. But, but what we see here is that God wants to take us past the surface level in our relationship with him. And he wants to go down to where the thing sank. Where did you lose it? Where did you first get hurt? Where did this unforgiveness and this bitterness come from? Where, where did you get disappointed where you had your hope and it just, things didn't turn out the way that you expected? So take me to that place. And, and so many of us, I wonder, have, have you allowed God to take you to that place? Are you sitting in the place of denial going, I don't wanna go back there anymore. I don't wanna think about that type of pain. I don't want to think about what I've lost. I don't want to think about how I've hurt other people and how I've hurt myself. I don't want to think about these things. But I'm here to tell you that God wants to help you recover these things that you've lost. And when he takes us to a place where, where things have been sinking, I think we can get scared sometimes and we can understand why this man freaked out a little bit about it it's like, oh, oh, help me, I've lost it, because you start to not even grasp the fact for a moment that I didn't realize, like, when, when, the, when the, I started to lose it and the axe head fell off, I didn't realize it was going to go in the water. And when, it, when the water started sinking, I realized I can't recover this on my own. It's like things got out of control really quickly. It's like I was sad, now I'm dealing with depression. We were just fighting, now there's divorce papers on my desk. It's like I was just frustrated with my job, and now they're talking about layoffs, and I'd like to, to just, like, I don't understand how things were we're spinning out of control so quickly and I, I feel like I just absolutely lost it and, and God wants to bring you back to those things and, and what we need to understand is that there's something powerful that we recognize is when you go to God and we, you start showing him that there was an area of your life that started sinking, he can take you back to the place where you lost it and with one word from God, with one word from God, he can recover what you've lost. And you need to hear that today. There's some of you, you've lost your hope and your passion, and you thought that was just something you had in an earlier season of life. But with one word from God, he can bring it back, and he can bring it back today. 
He can bring it back again where, where, where all of a sudden the thing you thought was sinking is now floating back to the surface. One word from God, and it can come from so many different places. It could come from a sermon. It can come from a podcast. It can come while you're driving down the, car, down the road in your car listening to a worship song. It can come from an encouraging room, uh, a word from a friend. It can come from a hospital room. It can come from the kitchen. It's like, it doesn't matter where you are, where you're sitting, what you're doing. One word from God and things can start to float again. But if you know and you believe that they can't float again, then you're not gonna get the help that you need. And this man, it's like what he knew is that, whoa, I serve a God who makes things float. I serve a God who can take the, the impossible and make the miraculous out of it. And the ax head falls in there, that's impossible. Nobody can do anything about that. Yeah, have you brought it to God yet? Because my God can do something about it. Oh, I fell, I fell and I'm sinking so deep into this struggle, so deep into this addiction. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm just lost here. Have you brought it to God? Because he can make you float again. He can bring you through it again. It's like, oh, but you don't understand the grief I'm going through. You don't understand the pain. You serve a God who with one word can lift you back up and float you back to the surface where it's gonna not just help you, but it'll surprise other people. And other people will be like, how are, you, how are you making it through that? How'd you make it through the loss of that loved one? How'd you make it through that divorce? How'd you make it through raising five toddlers? Man, it's like, how'd you make it through those things? It's like because, man, the world knows you can't make it through those things. You sink through certain things in life. And we serve a God who will float things back to the surface. But here's the question I have for you that is so important. Man, I need, I need you to help me to preach today. I need you to get with me. So turn to your neighbor and tell him you're about to get it back. Tell him you're about to get it back. Some of you are sitting there looking straight forward at me. Get involved with me. Tell them you are about to get it back. Because some of you, you've been, you're, secretly you've got something on the inside that you just know that, that, that you can't get back anymore, but you serve a God who can get it back. And secretly you want that passion back. You feel like you're in a midlife crisis or something like that. You feel like, you feel like you're struggling with things. Like you want your hope back. You want your joy back and he can bring it back. But this is what is so important here. When, when he showed him the place, the Bible tells us, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water and the ax head floated to the surface. And then verse seven, so important. He says, grab it. It's like God can bring you what you need. He can bring it back up to the surface, but there is an order from the man of God to the man. Grab it, grab it. You know, a lot of us, what we have a tendency to do is what I remember my daughters would do when they were younger. We had a game console, it was a Wii. And for some reason, the thing just didn't communicate with the TV well, so there was always problems with it. And yet again, another one of those things outside of my gift set that I kept trying to fix. And, and I remember that they would come to me and they'd be like, Daddy, Daddy, would you fix the Wii? The game console's not working anymore. Would you fix it? And I'm like, yes, girls, I'll go in there. And I just push buttons until it started working. It's like, yeah, it's like I remember back when I had the first Nintendo, you pull the cartridge out and <laughs> blow on it. Old school. 
They don't even know about that. It's like, blow on the cartridge, what are you talking about? Now everything's on their phone, I don't know. But it's like, I, I go start working on it, I push the buttons until it worked and then I feel good about myself and be like, girls, look, like, hey, hey girls, hey, where are you at? And they asked me to help them with something and what they did is they lost interest and moved on and now their problem was fixed for them and, and they got confused and they didn't even get there to the point where they could grab it. Are you where you can grab the blessing from God? When he floats it to the surface and he says, grab it, are you gonna be there where the miracle's at? Oh, that's tough, right? How often do we ask God, God bless me. God, would you fix my marriage? God, would you send me an answer? And it's like we wait for a second and, and the answer doesn't immediately come. So it's like, well, that didn't work. I'm gonna find something else to do. It's like, because here's something interesting about that story. We just read the story. It's like when the Bible says that Elisha went off to get a stick, it does not say that he said anything to the man that asked for help. So imagine, imagine this. He goes to Elisha. Elisha, sir, is the borrowed axe. Would you help me? Elisha turns around, walks away. Hey, Elisha, did you get, does he have a hearing problem? Like I was, I was talking to him, right? And he just walked like, you heard me when I said I need help. Why did he just, he walked away. And the thing is, when, when it looked like he walked away, he immediately began working on the answer to this man's problem. And sometimes we pray for things. God, would you bring me my patience back? God, would you bring me my health back? And it feels like, did, did he just ignore me? And he already started working on the process, but have you stayed in the place where you could grab it when he brings it back to you? Oh God, would you give me the answer? And then it's like, well, I don't know. This Sunday, I think I'm going fishing. It's like, I used to spend time every morning in my Bible reading the Proverbs, reading the Psalms, and it's like, ah, it just doesn't feel like I'm hearing from God the way I used to, and then we push it aside. And maybe the day that you're skipping your Psalms and the day that you're skipping reading your Bible is the very day that God is raising a verse up that needs to come into your life so you get the answer to the very question you've been praying for. Are you there and ready to grab it? You go, wait a minute, wait a minute. If, if God is big enough to just answer the problem, if he's big enough to make an ax head float, don't you think he's big enough to just float it all the way through the air to the man's hand? Why did he only half do it? Right? Because I, I think we need to look at this because God will do the miracle, but every time he does a miracle on your behalf, he expects you to participate in the miracle. It takes obedience to show our faith. It takes being there to go, you know what? I am gonna read my Bible. I am gonna worship my God. I am gonna stay faithful and committed to this job. And I am gonna stay faithful and committed to my small group and my church. And it's like, once we get into that place where we're ready for it to show up, then we gotta be in the place where he's like, when he says, grab it, you grab it. 
And wait a minute, if we're talking about things that sink, things that are deep, things that we thought got buried a long time ago, maybe he's gonna float things up to the surface and I wonder, are you willing to grab it even when it's uncomfortable? Because you're asking him, God, would you help me with happiness again? And he's going, you'd be happy if you just forgive. And he reminds you of a person that you still have bitterness about, unforgiveness about. And it could have been months ago, it could have been years ago, it could have been decades ago. That person could have died. And he brings it to the surface and it's like, are you like, I don't want to deal with that. Are you willing to grab it? When God raises something up to the surface in your life, well, God, if you're bringing it up to me, I guess I need to grab onto this. God, I, I haven't forgiven this person. I'm upset every day. I, I don't know how to forgive them. And we, we start to process and we start to go through these things because God brings it to the surface in your life. If God could have just floated it to the man and, and he didn't, he chose to have him participate. Well, Another question you could ask is, why didn't he just float it to Elisha and have Elisha grab the ax and bring it to him? Because I think what a lot of us do is we expect, we want someone else to do the work for us. We want someone else to get the answer for us. Someone else to read our Bibles for us. Someone else to go to counseling for us. Someone else to work for us. We want someone else to do the work, but then you find yourself in the very same problem this man found himself with at the beginning of the story is that it was borrowed. It was borrowed faith. It was borrowed energy. It was borrowed passion. So he's there and he doesn't know how to even produce this or where the source is to get it for himself. So what is God showing him? He's like, if I bring it to the surface and you grab onto it in your life, then you'll start being connected to me, the source. You'll start being connected to the God who can bring you joy in the midst of no matter what you're going through, who can bring you your passion back. So then you're connected and and then when you lose it, you just know. You don't have to freak out anymore. I don't know what to do. You just go right back to your source. And Jesus, I lost it. I'm losing it again. Would you help me? Would you help me here? It's like he, God wants to do the miracles in your life, but he wants you to participate in it because it's not just about religion. It's not just about you looking good. It's about you having a connection and a personal relationship with the God who created you and loves you and wants to bless you. I believe that there are some of you in this room that, that today you need to start grabbing it. You need to get back into the spot where, where God, when he's depositing his word to you, when he's depositing his encouragement to you, you're not missing it because you've gotten out of the routines of, uh, of the disciplines of our faith, of, of reading your Bible and of worshiping him and coming to church and stuff like that. It's like, you're here right now. Like, pastor, why are you picking on me? I'm here. It's like, no, uh, like on the day-to-day -day stuff, it's not just about the Sundays. Because it could be, the little thing that your seven-year-old girl, just like Sean was saying earlier, your seven-year-old girl says to you at the, the restaurant that, that grabs a hold of you and starts to give you an answer for some area where you were lacking in your faith. It's like, are you there to grab it? Because when you're in that place and you need to grab it, are, are you willing to grab it? Because God wants to bring some things back to life in your life.
We serve a resurrected God. And that same God who, who brings things back to life. There's a lot of us in this room that you know that you've lost it for so long that it's not coming back. And today, I want to pray over you that us old dogs can learn some new tricks. And that uh, we would unlearn those worldly deceptive traits that the enemy wants us to know. That we would unlearn that, that, that things are impossible. We would unlearn that ax heads don't float. That we would unlearn that marriages can't come back together. That we would unlearn that you are always going to be this way because that's the way you've always been. So I wanna ask you right now, if you would to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And with no one looking around, I wanna pray for you right now. If you feel like there's an area of your life that you've lost your edge, then just put your hand up in the air and we're gonna pray together right now. Now in your own words, I want you to just pray as I'm praying and ask God to bring it back to you. Because it doesn't matter if you tell your spouse or if you tell your kids or if you tell your, your counselor or your pastor, it matters that you tell God that you bring it right before Jesus. So Heavenly Father, you know these areas of our life where we, felt like, we feel like we've lost our edge. And God, for each of us, it's a different story, and we, we know that you know what that is for each of us. So God, I pray that we would get it back. And I pray that you would guide us to, to wait on you and to be in the right place to where we're not just walking away from you while you're doing a work in our lives and for us. And help us, God, whatever you bring to the surface in our life for us to grab onto it and to learn and to grow. God, I pray that you'd bring us our edge back. I pray that we'd be sharp as we go out into this city and into this community and into our families to where we would look so much like you that we, we would cut through all the garbage and we'd be able to be effective and do your work and your kingdom's work in this city, God, because of what you're bringing back to us. So we love you and we thank you, God, and we pray you'd help each and every one of us. We ask you right now for help, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, I hope you get your edge back, church. I'm praying for you. I love you. Thanks for joining with us online. If you want any more information, please uh, type the word fellowship to 94000. That's fellowship to 94000. We'll get in touch with you. Thank you so much. Love you, church. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do so right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner, and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting PRAYER SUPPORT to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.